Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Well, hey, good morning. Hello, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the new and improved uh, One Decent Pastor podcast. Once we got like 11 viewers, we were like, we're getting real mics. Yeah. So So hopefully it sounds infinitely better. Yeah, let us know if it sounds any different. Hopefully it's a little clearer and louder. Let us know if David's way too loud. We were told we were unlistenable by one person. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You put on your radio voice right now. I am. I have a microphone in front of me. We're listenable today. Uh, we were we were just talking about something fairly important, and, and I kind of want to get back to it, and it's uh, etiquette of fingernail clipping. Oh, is that so, what we're going oh, wow. back to? Uh, David was saying he goes outside when he clips his nails, and this is a revolutionary idea to me because... I have never even considered the that. The lighting is better, and then they, wherever they land doesn't really That's matter. Correct. Because uh, okay. some people aren't really careful with where the, where the clippings land. Yeah. No, and so. it's, it's an out, that's an outside deal. I think it might be from now on. <laughs> yeah. uh, you might have yeah. just converted me to that. Good. I remember one time I had to go to a friend's, uh, he was preaching a sermon and I had to grade or critique him. It was in Bible college. And so I had to go to his home church and he was preaching and the lady behind me decided that was the opportune time to clip her nails right in the middle of a sermon. I think she was oh, bored wow. She was bored, and she's like, what can I do to pass the time? And so she started just clipping nails and they were flying throughout the sanctuary, just hitting people in the head. Just, you know, when you clip a nail, they just go rogue. I thought oh, wow. we had that happen here. That's now, not this good. Was, this was my friend, John. I know we had whisker. Lake Chelan. Whiskers getting clipped, like a, yeah. beard, a beard being clipped. But I thought we had fingernails being clipped. Yeah, it was two at one point. It was a weird day in church. Huh, that's bizarre. But that I you did would not, do that in, like, in a public place like that. I did not add that to my critique of his sermon. Like one lady was so bored <laughs> that she started clipping her nails. <laughs> anyway. At least he wasn't clipping his nails. Yeah. He was preaching. That would have been worse, yeah. yeah. Or like chewing yeah. gum and rubbing his belly. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized we didn't post the links to Facebook, so I'm posting the oh. links right now, and uh, so no one can even watch right. Well, now. we got one one viewer. I don't know who it is. But, I don't know how many but people this tells actually me that use... we have one viewer right now. Yeah. So. I'm not sure how many people really use those because if you've subscribed, in any way, people don't use yeah. the links. It would, be, it would be yeah, better you can to just subscribe. Just subscribe to YouTube, and then no. you know you can go there anytime and watch it. You don't have oh, to. Okay. Well, go when, when you Facebook. subscribe, you get an email that says the door has gone live. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's just better to do it that way. So there you go. All right, links are posted. All right. So we're doing something new tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back there. We're going to golf. Heck yeah, we're yeah, going to golf. All of us. The pastoral element is going golfing. Mr. Todd McKillop is uh, is treating us. Taking responsibility for it. Yeah. You know, it's a club. He plays at the course, mm-hmm. and he's bringing us. And Yeah. He's not embarrassed by it. Dude, us, it's going to be so bad. Like, whoever, <laughs> whoever's following us, like, I feel bad for them. <laughs> we should just, just have yeah. a landscaper riding our cart with us, I, I would think. Yeah. I'm just going to be pulling over constantly being like, you, you may go. You yeah. may go. Well, maybe it won't be too terribly busy on a Friday morning. I guess we'll see. Yeah, pray for the other golfers and the critters on the course because it, it could be a, a rough yeah. day. And pray for Todd. Well, and yeah. I just found out I have to bring my own clubs, which is ridiculous. Well, and I don't have any, so I'm going to borrow some of Chad's. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have two sets. That might surprise people yeah. to know. Chad's a veteran. I don't know, yeah, I don't know about, about a veteran, but I've Just done it before. Just call you Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Chi-Chi Rodriguez. There we Chi-Chi. go. Remember that guy? Nope. 
Uh, growing up, man. Yeah. Chi-Chi. I mean, he laughed every name, time. But he, apparently he was a golfer. Yeah. Golfer. Okay. Never knew where I knew the name. In our house, so. Chi-Chi was synonymous with going pee-pee. So if okay. you had to go Chi-Chi or Chicha, it was uh, – that was, So when Chi-Chi Rodriguez showed up on television, I giggled every time. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what Chi-Chi's were. Yeah, it was the same thing. Yep. It was way different than that. <laughs> yep. It's a Basque, Basque thing, I think. <laughs> a Basque. Kaka and Chi-Chi. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Wow. Maybe we should – You just said Kaka. On Cocker. the podcast, wow. That's uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're wow. talking about some stuff. So it's a heavy day. Maybe. Yeah. This is a heavy day with a heavy crew. So uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we're, we might ruffle some feathers. I don't know. Most we're going to talk about something that's, that's very prominent in the church today. And in fact, it's so prominent that we've actually... Lost people at both locations over this thing. Yeah. But it really needs to be talked about because it's yep. a problem, and it seems to be a kind of a growing problem. And the more that our country divides, the more that uh, we're seeing more of this in the church, and uh, it has no business being in the that's church. That's a good setup right there. That, okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Perfect. That so that's Nicely done. We can transition now? Yeah. So American Gospel, right? We had that film that we like that we always recommend. American Gospel brings out kind of two... Uh, different variations of Christianity or gospel that's prominent in our country. One is prosperity. One is word faith. I think there's a, a third category of a very false type of Christianity in our nation, which we would call American nationalism. That's pretty much what it is. So it's kind of this American, well, actually, what's nationalism? Not Christian nationalism, but just nationalism. Give us a definition. Would it be different than patriotism? I, I would. I, are, I kinda, are you going to go there? I kind of thought of it as the same thing. So, like, right. but but then there's a, a a healthy kind of patriotism, right, and a unhealthy kind of patriotism. And I guess so in my mind, that's kind of where I go. Like, like patriotism is good. Yeah. Nationalism is maybe an extreme patriotism. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's an official <laughs> definition out there somewhere, but just in my mind, that's how I've kind of it's an delineated. It's an aggressive form of patriotism. Yeah. I think when you just think of love of country and, and that type of thing, we all probably grew up. In a pretty patriotic America, yep. I remember very much, you know, um, the idea of pledging allegiance to the flag. Yeah, sure. Uh, you go to a game, you know, everybody took their hats off, put your hand over your heart, and you sang the national anthem. If You know, if you were to pray and veterans came through, you clapped. It was just, that was kind of a normal. There was a pride. Flags, right. Kind of a flags universal, flying. a corporate pride. Yeah, 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 a love of country. A buy-in. Yep. No matter who you voted for or were registered to have. Yeah. yeah. There was a buy-in. Too. Um, but nationalism, um, I, I, I saw uh, Michael Horton gave an definition I thought was pretty helpful. He said, patriotism is when America is special to you. Nationalism is when America is special to God. Okay. And I, I thought that was pretty helpful because huh. I, th- is, that I think helpful. that's kind of the difference is that this idea that America is God's chosen nation. Uh, we, it was founded, the, the narrative goes like this, you know, we've all, almost become like a new Israel type of thing. Uh, the country was founded by solid Christian men with solid Christian principles uh, and, and basically the idea is that the government's role was to make sure that this remained a Christian nation. And, and because we varied from that, we need to get back to that place of, of the way it used to be. And, of course, there's lots of problems with that, that, that narrative. Yes. I don't think it's accurate necessarily. I mean, right. some of it's a little accurate, but not completely. And so, so that is where I was going to go next is what is Christian nationalism, which is basically, in, in a nutshell, you kind of just— introduced us to it so it's it's the idea that that from our beginnings our origins that there was that we were christian basically it's the it's the presupposition the understanding that we were 
we were uh, built as a Christian nation. And so if you if you buy that narrative and you hold that view, then there there is going to be an, a nationalism that that finds itself into the church and, right. and out of the church. Well, and it'll, it'll so. even go to the point of saying that if you're not if you don't fit into that category of somebody who's you know, a Christian that, that, that carries these values and, and ideal, you know, this ideology and so forth, yeah. that you're actually the enemy yeah. and, and not welcome here and maybe even a traitor. Yeah. Um, it, it gets to that point of kind of almost an aggressive, right. yeah. you know, hostile situation. So let's, let's step back for a second. Let's, let's clear this up real quick since we're all experts in American history. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we a Christian nation. Was it founded by... A group of Christians. I would say some of them were. Some of them. Um, it, you know, there, there's uh, when you go back and, and read some of the guys, you'll 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 see um, some of them had just kind of a, an idea of a benevolent God that oversaw America and blessed us when we when we followed the principles that were laid out in the Bible. Deists, I would say, kind of that kind of an idea, or, or even theists. Theists as well. <coughs> yep. Um, and a deist is somebody who just basically yes. views God as a, a, not an impersonal God who For kind sure. of just winds the clock and lets it run. Right. Um, sure. As long as we do good things, you know, we'll we'll get good things back in the country and like so forth. Mr. Jefferson. Well, Thomas Jefferson, I think George Washington. You can make a case for a lot of these guys. Yes. Some of the guys were actually even like Ben Franklin was probably an atheist. I agree. Um, but he was a, definitely a humanist. Yeah, he, a humanist yeah. is a be, that's a better yeah. term actually. Yeah, that's a good you. word. Um, but then there were other guys that you know Patrick Henry. You know, you read some of these guys and you would see that they they actually seem to promote Jesus Christ and His work as the answer to man's problem. So this is the difference: <laughs> yeah. is that. It was a collective of people, right? Yeah. That founded our nation. And a percentage of those people were Christian, just as a percentage of them were deists, sure. just as a percentage of them were humanists. They weren't a collective of Christians. Right, right. It was a mixed bag. There were some Christians present. So even yeah. though you can see, like, George Washington in a lot of his writings will use the word God, a lot of them would use the word God. There mm-hmm. was some idea of, of, of a theistic, you know, belief. Whoa, wonder what that's going to sound like. Um, uh, You don't find Jesus articulated in a lot of these guys. And and this this is the difference. Like, God is a a really big word for a lot of people that believe a lot of things. But when you start talking about the person of Jesus, you are are then defining yourself as as far as what it is you actually— this is where you get into Christianity. And there wasn't a lot of that there. And I suspect that that might be one of the reasons that you know that it was the country was founded with the principle of religious liberty because of the mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, if, if it was definitively a group of Christians, yes, you know, that maybe that piece of our founding yes. would have played out a little bit differently. So you just nailed the main, dis- the primary distinction is is a lot of people uh, uh, will say, oh, we're we're a Christian nation. We were uh, no, we were built as as a, uh, a religiously free nation. That mm-hmm. was the goal. Of the guys that were coming to get, they were coming right. out of a church that was the church, the Church of England, breaking away from that. It was freedom in religion was was really yeah. what these guys came together yeah, under. Maybe highly influenced by Christianity Christian values. Yes, right? that, that, that's a, that's an important point. That I think that there was um, the Judeo Christian ethic, no doubt, was definitely part of of the founding fathers' right. ideal as far as what what America should be like, sure. and and that carried through for a really long time. For sure, um, even though. I would say there was a lot of garbage going on as well. I mean, yeah, you, you sure. had things like slavery happening sure. among these same people, and, and a lot of you but know, it had some legs, pretty terrible yeah. things. But yeah. but these these principles stayed in place for a long time until recently. Yeah, Judeo-Christian values had a good run. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, kind and of over now. And I think that's been part of the issue we, we've watched is that we, we've assumed this was a Christian nation because these principles were intact. Right. And then at some point, 
um, there was I don't, like the church didn't you know we were the last ones to get the memo, but people kind of decided we're not we're not going to do it that way anymore. Sure. And so that's what we've watched kind of happen over the last you know decade, twenty years is is these principles have kind of been pushed aside. So Christian you know Christian principles aren't in the center of, of the country anymore. Now they're right. kind of pushed to the fringes, and, right. and and that's why I think a lot of people are kicking back and trying to say no, we need to get back to the good old days, back to the way the country was. We founded. need to make people act like Christians again. Correct. <laughs> and, and all we're seeing is is the reality that that you can't be a Christian nation just because there's one or two or five or ten Christians involved in something. Right. It's kind of like Christian businesses, right? We look at Chick-fil-A and we're like, that's a Christian business, really? Like if you, if you like pull all the employees together and all the people that are involved at various levels, like are they all Christians? <laughs> you know, it's like there, there's no such thing. Like you can right. have an influence of Christianity somewhere. Sure. But there's no such thing as like a, a you know a, a, an all out Christian organization. Well, and you can even nation. you can have you can have individuals who are Christians. Yes, right. But you that's can't a, that's you can't the have the whole like so our country that I think that's our job we're, as Christians yep. is we're supposed to you know yep. introduce Christ to individuals. Yes. Um, we're going to not there. try to make we're the whole thing. End, okay, Brent, we're going to end All right. there. All right, not start there. Yeah, you brought it up. Man. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, where does it come from? Not you know. A nationalistic uh, Christian nationalism type thing. I, I think we just answered that. I think a lot of it comes from what we the the narrative that we've either been taught or that we understand that we were mm-hmm. were founded as a Christian nation. You know. Well, um, I think there's uh, yeah, and, and and there's a I understand the draw as far as why we like it and yeah. why we want it to stay that way. It makes for a good society when you implement biblical principles and Christian ethics into a society, it actually makes for a really good society. Yes. And, and I think everybody had appreciated that on some level. Sure. Um, you know, and now, the, you know, obviously something has shifted, but I, I get the desire to want to go back to to what it was. Well, let's yeah. hit that for a minute. What well, are some... Well, I think what, maybe you talk about ruffling feathers. I think yeah. maybe even just what we just said maybe would ruffle some no, feathers. No, we're already like, There's people that would debate that and argue. Yeah, for sure. You know, the... the yeah, anyway. So so what are, what are some of the benefits of... Uh, just having everybody think alike, act alike, um, you know, do things the same way. You, you just touched on a few of them. Like, yeah. what's the appeal? Yeah, I did. I mean, I just mentioned it makes for a really nice society. I sure. mean, it, that, you know, everybody follows the same rules, mm-hmm. kind of plays with the same playbook. Mm-hmm. And, and especially when it's what I like. Right. It's, it's pretty That's fantastic. The thing. Yeah, more yeah. than everybody thinking alike. I want everybody to think like me. Yeah. And do yeah. like me, right? Right. <laughs> and agree exactly. with me. Well, I think for a long time there was pressure put on people because it did seem that, you know, th- these. Judeo-Christian ethics were prevalent. Right. Everybody kind of had to play by those rules. If you didn't, you were ostracized or you were, you were kind of made to feel like you were kind of, you know, persona non grata. And, and then at some point that changed. And now what you're seeing is people... Indigata de vida? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, whoa. No, no, that's different. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now basically people are free to do whatever they really want. And it's what they probably always wanted to do, but now they can, and, and that's what we're seeing happen right now. Right. Um, it, when you take the restraints off, or when you kind of when you kind of take away the pressure to, to be moral to or conform. Be, to conform, you get to see what's really there. Right. And, sure. and that and that's really what we're seeing. It's not that it wasn't there before. Right. If you look back throughout history, I mean, it's funny how I get fired up about people, even some of the stuff I see right now, or kind of the feminization of of men, and I get. I, I'm seeing pictures of these movie stars wearing girls' clothes, and mm-hmm. it, it irritates me. And it's probably just, you know, I'm just tipping my hand here. But but then I start thinking, 
Okay, let's ba- let's go back to the seventies and, and think about Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Let's go to the eighties and start looking at Duran Duran. And I mean, this is not new. Depeche, Depeche right. Mode. <laughs> the, this is not new. This was go- this has been going on forever. And it probably it's, goes back farther than the seventies, a long ways. Well, that's my point. Yeah. Is as long as you yeah. go back to when we, the country was founded, you're going to see a lot of garbage that was there. Right, dude. People when, just had pressure to. Conform. When they started it, they were wearing wigs and skirts, bro. <laughs> yeah, stinking <laughs> high heel shoes, and buckles on them, and yeah. powdering their faces. <laughs> Like, we want to talk about some bad stuff? Yeah. Just go right back to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, we, we, got a, we got a comment on our mics. Is it good or bad? Oh, it's good. Pod mic's nice, exclamation like, point. Like, do so. they actually sound nice? I don't is know. the you, question. Yeah, Jake, you'll have to let us know how they like, sound. Like, we know they look that. rad. They, they, <laughs> <Yeah>. look, <laughs> we, they look we, bro. We look official. So, anyway. All right. So sorry sorry ba- for the digression. Back to the subject <laughs> at hand. Um, what are the dangers? What are the problems, the potential problems? with um, Christians putting their, their nationalism on the same level as their Christianity. What's the problem? What's the problem in the church with that? It's, it's the wrong mission. I, I read a, a tweet from, I can't remember who it was, but something that showed up in my feed this week, and I'll, and I'll probably butcher it because I don't remember it verbatim, but something to the effect that, that it's not that, that we need to separate our faith and politics, like, like faith has a political component they bleed. to it. Yep. Um, you know, that there's some bleed there, but, but where the church has gone off the rails is that it's, it's the wrong mission. Yes. When, when we start to think about, you know, nationalism and getting America back to what it once was, like right. that's not the mission of the church. So the wrong mission with the wrong goal. Right. Like you can get someone then to conform again behaviorally. Right. Or, or politically or socially. Right. But it doesn't change their greatest predicament right and so the dominoes that fall is that, that you know you get people thinking that they're christian yeah. when they're not no doubt simply by adhering to a certain set of political beliefs or being in a political certain political party or, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um and so you so you, it's the wrong mission and and you send a false message to people yeah no doubt i, w- I would just say and, and the wrong gospel yeah be- because it and, is and the I, know wrong message. I know that's yeah. what you're getting at but it's the wrong gospel so, because, so what's right. the answer is is wrong Absolutely, because yes. we're saying that we can fix these things with the right political leaders, with the right um, legislation, um, you know, with the right policies and so forth. And this will this will moralize our country again to get it back to, to what we want it to right. be. And again, the goal of moralizing people is not it's not the gospel. We can, you can force people to be moral, and nobody right. gets saved at the end of the day. Right. People are right. still hellbound, even right. though they're acting. Moral. Well, like you said earlier, yeah. it's good for you. Yes, to see that happen, right? To have other people conforming around you, yeah. But it's not the solution for them. Right. They're they're actually worse off than they were to start with because right. they're they're thinking something has fixed the problem when it hasn't. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, and and actually, this is this is where the message gets tangled, you know, and and becomes extremely bad. Like yeah. it is an extremely dangerous thing to lead that way. So, well, and you're probably going to go there, but but what about the foreigner? Yeah, you know, when when our, when our goal as as you know Christian nationalists has to do with America mm-hmm. uh, and our politics and our morals, you know, what does that say to the foreigner that yeah. comes in, um, you know, that comes into our midst? For sure, and I think we've seen some of what it says to right. the foreigner. Well, that's that's the, another big problem with it is the separatist mindset that exists in, yeah. in nationalism yep. is yep. that you have this idea that that we're right, they're wrong be like us or, or leave the country. And, right. and, and this is very, 
very prevalent. There's no, there's not room for a different view or a different, yep. you know, way of thinking or even a different race sometimes, or right. um, it's, it, it's very, it's, it kind of goes against what the Christian message it, is. It completely goes yeah. against it. So separatism is yeah. one of the top of the list that I wrote down. I wrote yeah. like a number of things as far as dangers and the effects of it. Separatism is one of them. We see it all the time. We see people now moving, making big and drastic moves to places where people think like them, vote like them, yep. act like them. And that may be neat if you're on earth to be a Republican or a Democrat. But if you're a Christian, that is anti-Christian. Like it's yeah. the opposite. I had a conversation I think I m- mentioned to you guys uh, last week with a, a young man I haven't seen in a long time, and it was good to sit down and catch up with him. And um, he's got a lot of exciting things going on, but I just started asking him, you know, what's up? What are you been up to? What are you doing? And he was talking about living in Portland and about to, like, looking into making a move to the promised land, Idaho. Sorry. That made someone <laughs> mad, too. Um, and uh, I, 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 said, I said, this is, like, interesting. And, and I thought, like, I haven't seen this dude in a, lo- a long time. I love this guy. Like, I don't want to just, like, outright, like, rebuke him. But I, but I did. I kind of lovingly kind of pushed back and... And said, look, if, if you and everyone like you leaves these places and goes to those places, like, who, who's going to preach the gospel to those people? And I just kind of reminded him, like, Christians don't run from fires. They run into right. them. Like, that, that is our, our commission. And, and he looked at me and he goes, yeah, you're right. I've been thinking about that. <laughs> and, and so, like, like, people know this, and they, they actually do kind of need to be rebuked. Like, it, it needs to be sure. something, something that is loud and clear. Like, Christians, stop thinking this way. It's not Christian. Well, it's again, no, Christian. again, if your goal of Christianity is your happiness, yes. which I think, unfortunately— Or that, your kid's happiness, or your which kids, we get yeah, caught right. up in. Yep. Yes. And, and I get that, but that's, I think, what we bought into, this idea that the prosperity gospel has snuck into the church in a way that we don't always— identify, but this yes. is part of that thing, that sure. idea of Absolutely my happiness is. is my main goal. And in order to be happy, I need to get away from the baddies and go hang out with the goodies. Yep. And and then, you know, my life will be good again. There you go. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and Idaho, you know, I lived there most of, well, not most of my life anymore, but long time. Um, it's full of people that sin differently than people in downtown Portland. For sure. But it's full of sinners. <laughs> you but, know? but it doesn't matter. And you don't have to witness to them because they act like you do and think like you do. Right. Yeah. No, they, 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 they're still conforming to the, the general, I mean, not all of them, but, right. you know, they still conform to the kind of what we like, you know, as far as the, the Judeo-Christian principles. Yeah. But, you know, you don't see a lot of Christian belief there, in my right. opinion. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually know a yeah. pastor who, who moved out to the Midwest a while back because it was too hard to pastor in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, moved out to, I forget where, but somewhere in the Midwest for that very reason, because it's, you know, people think, you know, like them more in this other area, um, you know, and, and ran away from the fire rather than into it. Yeah, exactly. The funny thing is that sometimes it's harder to lead a moral person to Christ than it is somebody who's completely immoral. Right. Um, you know, we have people around us that maybe we don't know how to relate to or, or yep. um, but they're their need is obvious and, and maybe our work is cut out for us if we go to these places where, where moralism is kind of the, you know, reigns. For I guess. sure. Right. Yeah. If there's a reasonable resemblance like between you and them, like there, there's not an obvious need for change or for something different. Like, like look at us, like we're the same. Well, and yeah. I, I would even say that's been the problem in, in our country for a long time is that we, we've, we see it as a Christian nation Right. But there's not a lot of Christians. No. So how right. does that happen? Well, you know, what do we do with that? It, exactly. Yeah. Which means it's not a Christian nation. No. And this is my point with even the founding fathers, the group of the collective that came together. You know what I mean? Like the, some of them were, yeah. but not all of them. Some of them had some vastly different ideas that weren't Christian. And so we, we, we didn't start as a Christian. We 
started as a religiously free, yeah. open right. uh, nation, which is what we accomplished, right? And we're actually seeing more of that now, which is part of what is is a challenge for the Christians, is to see people actually come out and right. believe what they believe and worship what they worship the way they want to worship it. And we're looking at it going, you can't do that. And it's like, this is exactly what America has allowed these people to come and do. Yep. Right. So it's it's kind of it's actually ironic. It's weird. Uh, the fruits I think is the worst thing for me that I see come out of these Christians that are more American nationalists. Um, are they're just they're divisive. It's an us versus them type of totally. uh, mindset. There's anger. There's division. There's fear. There's all there's all these fruits that start coming out. That's common in these people. It's a pattern I see that are the opposite of the fruits of the spirit, right? Which tell, should tell you something, right there, right? Well, there's also a there's doubt. also a, a real hypocrisy, major, because in order to 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 kind of toe the line of Christian nationalism, you have to compromise on on the leaders that you promote, yeah. on, on, right? On I mean, you know, we've seen that even with you know. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to name names, I guess, because it'll <laughs> oh, really make on, people bro. mad. I'm not going to name names. But, but when you have somebody that, that is putting the policies in place that you like, you have to basically give that person a pass on their morality, mm-hmm. even when it's clearly a mess, right, because right. They're, they're, they're implementing what you want, you know, what you think needs to happen. So, sure. so I've seen a lot of Christians that have lost credibility because they've championed certain leaders and championed certain causes when, you know... It, 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 I don't know. We end up with a little egg on our face in that regard. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it, it seems like you know this this kind of mix of, of faith and politics. Um, you know, I think as Christians, we're called to, to bring our faith into kind of every arena of life. <clears throat> but but in this kind of Christian nationalism, it seems like politics wins out, and faith becomes subservient to politics. Yes, right. And and it, when we get that order wrong. I mean, it's the same thing that, that Paul talks about in Romans 1 of, you know, worshiping the creation over and above the creator. Yep. Um, just the, all the dominoes fall in the wrong way when, yeah. we, when we get that wrong. So so uh, jumping right off of that, piggybacking on that, like that's another thing I see is that this, the source, like the primary source of the Christian nationalists becomes more than the Bible. Right. So, so there's other sources that become... Um, um, prioritized, whether it's a news outlet or whether it's a, a podcast of a certain kind of people. You know, um, Infowars is one of those right now. I got something sent to me the other day by somebody, I won't say who, and it was an Infowars thing uh, that talked about uh, Reformation and um, it was like this biblical language, but they have their own prophets, these guys that are Christians that come yeah. on there that, that, and all of it has to do with the here and now. This president's the problem. This vice president's the problem. This is the problem. And they're talking about the church waking up and coming out and doing something about these people, right? And so, again, the, the source takes you to an emphasis that the Bible wouldn't take you to. Right. And, um, and that seems to be a commonality as well with Christian nationalists. And, and part of why I think they're so mixed up and they get things so wrong is because they're not just grounding everything here. They're grounding it in other places, right? Too. Yeah, well, even even their, even even their citizenship, um, they're grounding that in the wrong place as well, <laughs> no. because because it all has to do with this being the promised land, this being the place to fight Kingdom for. Now. Yes, yep. um, and 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 again, if you have that mindset, it's funny because there's even some some um, end times views that that if you belong to certain camps, it, it kind of makes sense that you would be that way. Yeah. So people that are post mill reconstructionists or even like the Bethel group that have that dominion theology yeah. idea, we have to basically Christianize the nation 
in order for Christ to come back. Yes. Um, and, and once that happens, then he comes back. There, there is that, that end times mindset. No and doubt. so I get why people are doing that in those camps. Sure. sure. But it's funny how many people in our, in our context are, are pre-trib. You know, we, we don't necessarily subscribe to the pre-trib There's a lot rapture. of people we know that are dispensational. Dispensational. That are... Who believe that it's going to get worse as the end gets. Yes. You know, closer. As, you know, and, and yet they're still trying to... <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of <laughs> weird. Trying to make America rad. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. It's <laughs> like, you don't you want Jesus to come back? Because it's going to get worse before he comes back, right? Yeah. So right. doesn't this play right into what we want? But anyway, <laughs> it's weird. At the end of the day, we know God's on his throne. And our citizenship is in heaven, so yeah. we're we're passing through, yeah. and and we shouldn't put roots down here like yeah. like we see some people do. Right. So this we so we listed a bunch of dangers here, and I mean we can probably keep going. Like there's problems with it, which is the whole reason we're talking about it, and we've seen it firsthand. We've dealt with it with congregants, and like it's something that's prominent, right? Um, but I want to go back to what I think the biggest one is, and that's mission. You guys hit that. The biggest one is it affects our ability to properly do mission the way that right. Christ has left us here to do mission. And so I was thinking of like 2 Corinthians uh, 6, Paul talks about how uh, they they um, put no obstacle like in their ministry of the gospel before any man, right? And uh, there was a time in this country where you could walk into probably any church building and you would see an American flag somewhere, probably in the sanctuary, sure. probably up front on the stage. Some people still do it. Some people still wish we would do it. I've had the request recently, like, why don't you have this? And it's because... It, it's become an obstacle. We, we no longer live in a nation, whether you're Republican or Democrat, where everyone's bought in with a healthy patriotism. Like there are, there are divides mm-hmm. that are wide and deep. And the Christian needs to consider the state in which each person is walking into their doors in. Um, we're not yeah. there to promote patriotism or to restore that in somebody. We're well, there to... Re- Go ahead. Well, sadly, I don't know how it's happened, but somehow the, the American flag seems to be co-opted by one party now. Like, if you if you see somebody flying a flag... Yeah, you're Republican. Yeah. You're Republican. Yeah. And I don't understand how that happened or why it happened. No, but it's, that's exactly it's, my it's point. It's the symbol of the <laughs> yeah. nation. That, that, it's an it, obstacle It shouldn't now. be... It shouldn't be... Yeah. I don't know. It drives me crazy, yeah. honestly. And I, I felt... You know, we generally put our flag out for the 4th of July and things at our house. Yeah. And, and now I feel like I'm... Am I, yeah. you know, just labeling myself right. in a way that is going to put an obstacle yeah. in front of my neighbors? Yeah for them coming to Christ because, oh, he's one of those guys. Yep. And, and again, it's, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. I have, um, I have, um, you guys have been to my house. I have a lot of Americana and uh, I just love American yep. stuff. And so I have bunting out front that hangs below the windows of the American flag. Used to have one flying over at the RV shed. And if you go in the house, I've got, you know, pictures of, you know, anyway, you don't have to question my patriotism if you come to my house ever. But I remember the neighbors next door when they first moved in, uh, they'd have to drive by our house, you know, to go in and out every single day. And um, it wasn't long when this sign, nobody's, nobody else goes past their house. There's like no one there. The only one that sees their front yard is us who lives next door to them. And there there was that popular Black Lives Matter, like it was this whole, it was kind of this statement of faith or non-faith or whatever you want to call right. it, you know what I mean, <laughs> that, that like faced our house for us. And, and I kind of always thought, like, that was because I have flags flying. It could have been yeah. that you have the cardboard cut out of Ronald Reagan as well. It could be because Ronald Reagan <laughs> is waving hi to everybody that goes by. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> um, that would be awesome. Back to what we were talking about. I mean, let me read this from Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. You guys know this one well. For though I am uh, free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being under the law myself, that I might win those under the law. To those 
uh, outside the law. I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. What's Paul Amen. saying here? He's saying no, no obstacles. I mean, how, how do you, how do you, how do you take the message of you know America is rad across the ocean? <laughs> Agreed. What, what do you, what do you do with that? Or uh, people coming in, right? Yeah. Or, or people coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, P- Paul is basically saying like the, the gospel takes precedence and priority over every other message for sure, and, and it's the most important thing that people need to know. Uh, it's the most important thing that, that we as Christians have been given uh, the message to deliver. It's it's the mission of the church, mm-hmm. um, and, and it takes precedence over everything else. There you go. So so you mentioned like people um, across the ocean or even people that are coming in, but I think what we need to understand is, as missiologists in the church today is that our nation's different. We, ha- we have yeah. younger generations now who did not grow up appreciating Right, America, but grew up hearing a, a demonization of America, and there and there, and a lot of it's valid, you know what I mean. But there's people that have a bad taste in their mouth that sure. are Americans, and if we want if we want to win them to Christ, we need to consider that when we interact with these absolutely. People. Yeah. No, I th- I think you you have this idea that um, if you don't vote like me, you really don't deserve to yep. even come to Christ, right? Uh, and and that's a really nobody would say that, but that's what we act like sometimes. And so if if we if we identify our church in such a way that that outsider or that person isn't welcome here, you know, what are we, what are we, what are we doing exactly? And, and, and again, if we believe our theology, what's going to change their heart and mind to, to win them over to more of the Judeo Christian way of thinking right. is, is the gospel. Right. right. So we want to make sure they hear that. Right. Exactly. You know, that'll change their views on a lot of these, these, to, you know, the hot button issues that we get so fired up about like abortion, that's going to fix it. Not legislation. Ex- right. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, they, we talk about this all the time. The Bible talks about it all the time. We need a heart change. We have, we yeah. have, it's it, our, like our, our, our behaviors aren't the problem. What's going on inside of us, which, which prompts our behaviors is the problem. And once that's taken care of, it changes what comes out. It changes yeah. Yeah. what we think. It changes what we do. It changes how we, how we view and look at But I think when people everything. realize and open, open up the idea that, um, I think we project our own, the way of thinking and our own beliefs on everybody else that comes into the door. Uh, I realized a long time ago, even just walking through the parking lot, looking at bumper stickers on cars, yep. <laughs> about half the people that come to the door probably well, wait, don't. Wait, wait. This location. Well, I mean, I've just noticed <laughs> over the years. Yeah, true. Let's be fair. Fair enough. No, but but they probably, they might vote different than you. Uh, whereas some churches that we've been in the part of in the past, you know, it was clear. Everybody was kind of a card-carrying Republican, NRA member, whatever it was. Um not that there's anything wrong with that, Come on, but <laughs> but now what you've got is we've got a mixed bag of people coming through the door, yep. and and so we need to make sure we're not putting an obstacle between them and, and the gospel right. for exactly. them to meet Christ. Exactly. Right. I often wonder if you know Christians spent as much energy uh, displaying and declaring the gospel as they do promoting you know nationalism. There you go. Like like how how would things be different? I yep. mean, it just seems like there's a lot of energy and effort that's going into totally you know promoting the wrong things. There's a misplaced emphasis. Yeah, like with with their money, with their time, right. with their words, with everything. Yeah, it's it's actually totally. I, I thought about it. If you're more concerned about you know gun rights and and immigration policies than you are about loving your neighbor and winning them to Christ, yep, something's gone completely wrong. Right. No doubt. And it makes me it's just sad to think about. But yeah. that's yeah. I would say that so many Christians 
would say, no, I'm way, you know, I, they would identify as an American first and a Christian second yep. almost. They wouldn't yeah. say it, yep. but the way they act, that's what it seems like. I heard yeah. a brother say that to me not, not too long ago in one of our congregations where yeah. we were talking and he said, they can, they can come for anything they want to, you know, cause I'm a Christian or whatever. They, they can come kill me for any of that. But when they come for my guns, like I'm going to open them up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the guns were the most like valuable thing to this person. Well, and, and, and it was so I, disgusting. I, I, we all actually, we, we, I think in fairness, we all believe in gun rights and we all believe in, in immigration done sure. the right way. Sure. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that we're, we're, you know, liberal in that regard, but it's just funny. The emphasis people place on some of these it's things the over and above right. the Christian mission yep. of the great, you know, winning people to Christ. Yeah. Well, in the reality, like, I think it was a couple weeks back when we were talking about boycotts, we were looking at, you know, first Corinthians eight and, and nine and, and you know this issue of, of eating meat sacrificed to idols, and Paul basically talks about it like it's the stronger brother yep. that is able to do this thing with with conscience. But for the sake of your brother, right. like there's this undertone in that passage yep. of like, I, I as a Christian should be willing to lay down my rights yep. for the sake of others. The Christian is right. is willing to relinquish rights, yeah, because he's stronger for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. Right. And, and that's and what so, makes him the stronger brother, right. is that he's gospel-minded. He's thinking about right. the gospel and, and so, yeah, maybe we have, you know, rights to carry guns, for example, but, but maybe if I lay down that right for the sake of my brother, maybe that's the better thing to do as opposed to fighting to maintain, you know, this right. Well, even understanding that these rights are not biblical rights. These aren't God-given rights. They're right. American rights. Right. American sure. rights are great while we have them. I'm all for them. But, you know, list out what you what your rights are as a Christian. I mean, I imagine yeah. like Paul in the early church going, well, we're sitting there going, you know, you'll never take our, <laughs> right. you know, these are our rights. Well, they the, gotta, yeah. the Beatitudes like, are the Christian, like, you know, uh, whatever's the constitution for the Christian, right? Like you, ha- you have the right to have, like be reviled and hated and right. <laughs> suffer. Right to be poor, and but you're right. I've heard so many Christians that again use synonymously without thinking about it the constitutional rights as an American on the same level, like like God wrote those and they were pulled out of Scripture somewhere. Yep. And I don't think they were. Did, well, did and again, a while back, I, th- I think it was Zondervan. Pu- they public. We're going to publish the a Christian uh, or a Bible with the Constitution in it. I'm sure. And they just got so much blowback that they ended up pulling it. But, Dude, I doubt but that it doesn't that same, already exist. That same kind of thinking, though, that, that the Constitution is on par with with the. Well, Word and of that's God. why nationalism, Christian nationalism, exists so so strongly, is because yep. there are people that firmly believe that our God-given rights and our American rights are the same thing. Yes. Yeah. And as Christians. And I'm you thankful know, for both, but they're not the same thing. We've been saying, you know, take up your cross and yeah. die to yourself and yeah. follow me. That's your right. Those are your rights. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to loop back to kind of where we started, but I think this was mentioned earlier by you guys. But it's helpful to remember the Christian must distinguish Americans from America. You guys understand mm. what I'm saying? Yep, it I, is I good like for that. the Christian to distinguish Americans from America. I think it was you that said it earlier. It's the people, it's the individuals that yeah. the Christian should be on fire and concerned with, not the you know the the nation that you happen to be born into. Those are two different right different things. Um, I think um, that we clearly see this in our Bibles in different areas as far as what the church is. We talked about this as well. Peter, you know, gives a little attention in 1 Peter chapter 2. You are a chosen race. He's talking to the church, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and uh, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I think it's really interesting that he uses a holy nation. 
we are part of a nation, but it, it doesn't start with an A. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like this is like we our thinking needs to be different as far as the the nation that we actually right now belong to on earth. Right. Um, and he doesn't say they're to proclaim the excellencies of that nation. Right. But the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into light. That's just it. So we right. we belong to a nation that transcends any nation that's here for what purpose? For the individual of nations. Well, like and I, for the people. I like yeah. what he says after he goes on to say, once you were not a people, but now you are yes. God's people. Once you would not receive mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles. So so he, he actually identifies the Christian yeah. as somebody who is just passing through. Right. That's it. You are part of a nation. You right. are part of a family, but it's not here on earth. We're dig yeah, we're not digging in. Yep. We're yep. not flying colors on our shirts and our hats and whatnot. Uh that represent properly yep. the, the kingdom that we actually belong to. Well, and, and right. isn't heaven going to look a whole lot different than we, we probably think it's going to look yep. like? It's yeah. not going to be... There's no stars and bars in heaven. Stars and bars? Stars and bars, yeah. <laughs> I heard that somewhere. Is that a country song? That. I don't know. Stars and bars, how <laughs> many? I had to think about the bars for a yeah. second. I, I was thinking like drinking. Yeah, yeah, like, no, like, oh, stars, stars and stripes. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, with yeah. you now. No, it, it took me a minute, but yeah. uh, I got there. Uh, Paul does uh, a number here in Galatians 2, uh, pretty powerful stuff um, to consider, uh, chapter, or, uh, chapter 3, verse 25 down. Uh, now that faith has come, we're no longer under a guardian. He was talking about the law being the guardian. Uh, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, therefore there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free, no male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the, the promise. And, and it's just that idea that, that our ethnicity or our nationalism, there is no Jew or Greek, okay? Right. And these were people that, if there was ever a God nation, it was probably Israel. And he's saying, no, like, don't regard yourself that way anymore. Like, it, it, the, the, the boundaries are... are are gone because of what Christ has done. So, but just like Israel, they they didn't they had a hard time with the outsider. They if had you, a hard if you're going to come in to our country, to our nation, you need to become like us. Yeah, um, I think America has that same mindset, or, we or do. Christian Absolutely. Americans have that same mindset. Um, again, we all do want to conform to the image of Christ. We want to see that happen. But but the you know the tools we've been given are the gospel message. Yeah, that, that's what's going to change people. Not absolutely not the rest of it. So so. so Again, the bottom line is like we need. I think the Christian needs to have a uh, a mindset of winning uh, people and being about people rather than being about a nation. And, well, and, and that will clear up a lot of things. Revelation five nine is is worth reading. It says, you know, they sang a new song, saying, "Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you have ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation." I'll that's bet some what, of them were even Democrats. <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> just a few. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it, it's, it's all the people that that Christian nationalists would put into the camp of yes. enemy and traitor. Yes. Right. Um, and and yet, heaven's going to look a whole lot different than what we might exactly. think it's going to look like. Yeah. Exactly. Very good. Okay. Can Can I ask a question? I hope you will. Yeah. Because I'm done. Oh, and, oh, and okay. And we still have like five minutes. Yeah, we got a little bit. So, so how do you how do you how do you balance patriotism and faith? Oh. Gosh, that was one of my questions. Can we be patriotic without being Christian nationalists? Yeah, yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, I, I believe I am. Um, like I said earlier, like, if you come to my house, you will see that I have a great appreciation 
for the country I live in. Like I tell people all the time, like I, I feel like I won the lottery. Like when God put me on earth to put me in this country, I, like I, I appreciate that and I thank him for it. Like I don't, I don't take it lightly. I think it, this is an awesome, awesome place on the globe that we get to, to live and raise kids and, mm-hmm. and, and, and do life. So uh, I am a patriot. I come from a long line of military, um, and I appreciate every single one of them for what they did, people that serve for their country, give for their country. Like, I'm right there with this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm a full-on American, and I love America. The difference is what we just talked about. Because I'm a Christian first, like ahead and above and beyond my patriotism, I'm, I'm going to put on my Christian hat every time I go out. I'm going to put on my Christian hat every time I interact with somebody. I'm going to put on my Christian hat every time um, I'm, I'm looking to form a relationship or, or I go somewhere that may uh, be populated with people that I know aren't going to think like me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to try to push their button by putting on something patriotic. Right. Like, I'm, no, I'm going like, to blend, and I'm going to try to find opportunities to get in there. And so I think it, it's the all things to all men. I have definite right. preferences and appreciations that I don't need to advertise to everybody. Why? Because Christ is more important to get to them than my, like, my likes and my opinions, right? So, yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah I, would, I would say the um, same, same exact thing you just said. I love this country. I love that I'm, I'm an American. I love that I got, got to be born here and raised here. Yeah. Um, but I would also just warn, don't do that thing where we romanticize all this wonderful stuff about, you know, the way this country, you know, there's been some great things, great rights, great yeah. things, but there's been a lot of bad things as well. And this idea that we need to get back to the, the good old days, there, there was a lot of garbage in the, back in the good <laughs> no, old no, days, no. a lot. No, and, and so um, the answer is not to go backwards. Uh, the answer is Christ. And, and that's yep. what's going to change people. And that's, that's again, you know, be grateful we live here. Be grateful for the rights we have, but use them to advance the kingdom of Christ yeah. through the message of the gospel. That's right. what we're here for. Um, the idea of fixing the, you know, things by going back, it's just not, it's not a thing. No. Yeah. I mean, we've always been broken as a country. We've always been corrupt as a country. We're in a period now where, like, those things seem to be more obvious maybe than they have been in the past, but, but they have always been there, mm-hmm. um, you know things would happen behind closed doors that now happen out in the open, right? And, and so it's easier for us to see the flaws and to see the brokenness. Well, um, and it's possible that God is actually, you know, that maybe there is judgment coming on this right. nation for some of the things we're doing. We deserve that. Um, but, but ultimately, it doesn't mean that because America fails, you know, if it does, it doesn't mean God's not fully on his throne doing, you know, right. accomplishing his purpose. And, and even what's been going on in our country right now, as discouraging as it is as a patriot, it's actually been kind of helpful as a Christian yeah, and as a pastor sure. because we're seeing um, we're seeing that the, the tree got kind of you know shaken to the There's point where sifting yeah going you're, you're on starting in the to church. see the difference yeah. between people that have just been Christian in name only yep. and now people that are desperate for Christ and and that's that's a that's a helpful thing to see yeah so yeah I think something too that maybe we haven't hit on is that um, you know if, if we believe that God truly is sovereign and that God is sitting on His throne then everything according to our Bibles, is working towards God's end, right? Everything. And so as Christians, we can trust in that, and we don't necessarily have to freak out about the things that are going on, you know, politically or at, at, you know, leadership levels in our country. Um, You know, we can mourn the things that are going on. We can mourn the brokenness. We can mourn the flaws. We can point them out. We can speak truth to them. But we can sleep at night because we know that that everything is moving in the direction that God has ordained it to move. Uh, to the day that's going to come when, you know, all the wrong things will be made right and every knee yeah. will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Right. We can, so we can still sleep at night and still love the people 
right that maybe are are creating some of the woes sure. right the direction right. that that we don't uh that we don't care for right you know that everything's going but um i would also say we need to just be honest with ourselves as far as our idolatry like our idolatry knows no bounds <laughs> like <laughs> like we can we can worship anything and make anything an idol and um and our our country is one right. of those things that we can definitely because who, who was it, it has that were idol factories were like yeah i think, I think it was Cal- it wasn't luther it was calvin <laughs> that uh yeah our hearts are an idol factory like it's yeah. just constantly manufacturing idols um and churning them out, and and it's real easy because our country's a pretty awesome one that yeah. we get to live in. It's easy to yeah. instead of you know worship the gift giver, elevate the gift to a, a point that it's not meant to be, um, and get wrapped up in that, get caught up in that, and think it's right when it's yeah. when it's completely wrong. <laughs> so well, I, I would also just say that there's this idea of the, the superiority that that um, goes along with the Christian nationalist idea that that we are. A cut above. We're the right ones. We're the good ones. All this yep. kind of idea, and, and and they're the the evil scum. Um, and I think of the verses that say, "But such were some of you." Yep. Right. <laughs> Apart from the grace of God in our lives and the saving power of Jesus, we're the scum of the earth. Right. And the yeah. only difference, the only thing that makes us not that, is Christ. Period. Yep. And so there is no place for a superiority. This you know whatever this is that's going on that I see kind of it's kind of an ugly thing that you see in yeah, in, sure. in that it is. and it's. It, there's no basis for yeah, it. Yeah, there's a right? lot of self-righteousness. So, in humble it. yourselves yeah. and, and share the, the words of truth with people that, that, that are still in the spot that we would be in apart from the grace yeah. of Christ. If, sure. if you're angry at people's sin more than you're heartbroken over it, then, then you've missed the gospel for yourself. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Anything else, guys? Yeah. Are we in enough trouble? <laughs> I, I guess we'll find out as the emails start to pour in. This you know, week. I, I would I would just say if there are people that are that are this is frustrating to you know conversation or maybe they're challenged by it or they want to talk to us more about it. We're we're totally we're open to that. Open. We, yeah. we realize Anytime. that um, churches right now are growing by preaching the opposite of what we just did. Exactly. And we understand that we've lost some people to that, and, yeah. and we understand why. Yep. But we're not going to compromise on something that's this important. Yeah. Because. This this is the the gospel really is at stake here. It is at stake, and 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 it's important. So yep. Um, so this is what you're seeing here today in this conversation. Like hopefully those of you that have been around a little while at the door know this. Like we're we talk about these things because we love you, and we're saying what we're saying because we we really love you fully, and we really love Jesus. We really love the gospel. We really love the Word of God. And there's just there's stuff that gets sideways, and that's part of our job. Um, I mean, even if we're going to be hated for it, for, for right. uh, initially is is to is to sound an alarm once in a while and say, hey, we need to check ourselves on this, like because it's 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 not in line with how he would have us live. And so, we love you guys. We care about you. Consider it. Cons- consider what we're talking about here prayerfully. Um, and like Prince said, come and talk to us if yep. you want to. So yeah, amen. Cool. Let me pray. Lord God, we do uh, thank you um, for, um, giving us, uh, what we need out of the scriptures, even for subjects like this, that you've like spoken and you've spoken pretty clearly on these things about how the church should be, what kind of mind we should have, uh, how we should conduct ourselves while we're on earth. God, I pray that we would, I pray that whatever you're doing right now, um, across this land in the church, that you would keep doing it, that there would uh, be a, a, a continual, um, sifting, um, and, and shifting a purifying of your church to the gospel over and above anything else that exists. And uh, so um, anyone that's struggling with this, God, I pray that you would just uh, comfort them with truth um, and with love in this. And uh, we thank you for this day. We uh, thank you for um, all that you are, all that you've done in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. I just heard someone coming off the stairs. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.